0: this is the house call
1: welcome back to the brick house where we are going to be talking nba nba basketball all the time every time we do an episode this is our basketball segment we're talking nba and we got some big storylines, a lot of big news coming our way and a lot of topics that are you are going to want to know about and we have opinions on so let's not waste any time here we're going to get right into it now one of the greatest debates that we've had in basketball since probably I'd say 2016 is, and maybe even a little bit before that, honestly, is who is the greatest basketball player of all time. And right now it's all Michael. Is it Michael Jordan? Is it LeBron James? Uh, Michael went to college for, played for North Carolina for four years. LeBron James came right out of high school. So he had more longevity than Jordan did. Jordan took like a year off to play baseball. And it's all these things, right? There's all these factors that come into it, but it doesn't take away what LeBron is doing right now, and that is he is closing in on the all time scoring record that has been held by Kareem Abdul Jabbar for what seems like forever, right? Like, just as Kareem Abdul Jabbar was an ungodly good player, really just a prolific scorer. And when you think about it for a big man, that's it's quite incredible to, to lead the league in, in points when you think about how like the three point line has evolved in today's NBA and the things that like Steph is doing and everything. And the fact that LeBron James is now closing in on that. It's a great milestone. And like I said, I'm not an, a LeBron fan. I don't know about you guys, uh, but I am not a LeBron fan. I think the way he left Miami that put a bad taste in my or left for Miami. I should say that put a bad taste in my mouth for LeBron. I think it's funny that I don't know if you guys have seen the new movie. He's that he, uh, it's called house party is coming out. Have you seen the previews for this? You should go look it up because there's a point in the preview where it's LeBron's house, and these guys are like supposed to be like take cleaning LeBron's house, and then he's on vacation, and so they decided to throw this Rager at LeBron's house, right? And they're in his trophy room, and he has a hologram that pops up of him. Right? And this hologram says a couple of lines and it's hilarious, right? But one of the lines he says is you handled uh going to Miami perfectly. And the guy's like, nah, that's cat which it is because that was the worst that was the worst way to leave a hometown team like you don't do that on primetime. and ever since then i've just hated lebron james and nothing about the way he plays the game or how he is the person or anything like that but that decision just filled me with hate for lebron james and 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 whether it's misplaced or not i just don't like that i didn't like that right and should i be over it yeah it happened forever ago whatever but this milestone is still incredible. I got it written down here. He's at thirty-seven thousand three hundred eleven total points, which is just which is just un, just over a thousand points shy of Kareem, Abdul, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who is sitting at thirty-eight thousand three hundred eighty-seven points. He's going to get it. It's just a matter of when. And my question for you guys is: Does this make LeBron the greatest ever? is he now, when he gets this, is he going to be the greatest ever? I mean, that's, the, that. I mean, it's something Jordan isn't even in the conversation for. He never came close, but he never played as long either. So, I mean, but that's an incredible accomplishment. So, does that it make is. him the greatest ever? In my opinion, I
2: think if you're already, I think you're already on one side of the bait or the other. I think the, the people who think LeBron's already the GOAT aren't going to be swayed by it. I think it's just going to be another... You know feather in their cap and i think the people who think yeah i think someone else i think the other people who think you know someone else probably jordan is the goat it's just gonna be you know oh you know he, he's played for a long time you know personally i think lebron is the goat because of the the different the different stuff he's done for different teams he's gone to three different teams one of title one of finals MVP. he's he's gotten to the finals with some absolutely atrocious rosters absolutely just carried them to finals Um, and I never, you know, I never saw Jordan play. I'm not old enough to see Jordan play. So I never saw him, you know, in his heyday. I saw The Last Dance, incredible documentary, but, um, I, 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 I gotta go with LeBron and, you know, scoring however many, you know, damn near 40,000 points is pretty impressive for someone who, you know, never gets brought up as far as greatest scorer of all time goes. So as in, in terms of like pure scores, So it's an extremely impressive accomplishment for him. And I think he's going to get it probably later this year because he keeps getting hurt. So hopefully he can stay healthy and he can get it sometime later this year.
1: Absolutely. I'm looking forward. So unlike you two, I, I am old enough to have seen Jordan play in the nineties. I lived through the bulls dynasties. I saw it all go on, go down. I saw the interview of him saying he was going to go play baseball, which, you know, then space jam came out and all this. And then I watched him come back. So I have seen both of these guys play at the peak of their career, you know, I watched the the Utah Jazz series, and I, and I, I was young, but I still remember how dominant Jordan was on the court in the in those matchups. I still remember all those things, and it's it's incredible to me because like, I never saw. I, I still to this day, outside of what Kobe could do, and he, and that was a younger Kobe, obviously, because uh, as age, he aged, he kind of you know like just didn't seem to be the same guy, but you know that happens. But besides Kobe Bryant, I never saw someone who played the game that way. LeBron James is a bigger guy, but I just never felt he had the defensive intensity that Jordan had, that Kobe had. Like those guys, you know, when it came down, pushed to shove, and they needed to stop, like they were, they were there. And Jordan's got a defensive player of the year. People say he he stole that, you know, whatever. But I mean, LeBron, this what he's doing? It's true. But Nick, I mean. Where, where are you on the fence are you a Jordan guy or are you a LeBron guy
0: um so I I I mean when I was younger I used to be all all LeBron uh as I've gotten older I, I've become more appreciative of both I think that it's super hard to uh compare compare the two just because what LeBron is doing is more longevity and greatness over 20 20 plus years and what Jordan did was uh was uh, just sheer dominance in a, in a span of what, like nine, 10 years. Um, so if I, if I was just, you know, wanting to win championships, I'd, I'd probably pick Jordan. Um, if I wanted an all around the, the best all around basketball player on my team, I I'd pick LeBron James. And, uh, I think that I don't, I don't think we'll see anyone with this level of dominance over this level of timeframe that we've seen LeBron do. So I don't know how many people will ever come close to this uh, record ever again.
1: Yeah, and it's true. I just don't know if anyone can play. It's weird for like point guards and and shooting guards because, you know, you have handles, you have to have quickness, you have to have burst, And it's similar to running backs in the NFL. You don't really see these guys last all that long. Uh, And, you know, LeBron, to his credit, I mean, he's playing the three. That's, That's a physical spot. And I think that's one of the biggest differences between jordan and lebron that a lot of people don't want to compare them to right like, we always want to think about who's the greatest basketball basketball player ever right and you know so you, people toss out all kinds of names I mean, kobe's been mentioned you know you had magic johnson the things he did jordan obviously you have kareem abdul-jabbar who's one of the, the best big men you ever, you've ever seen Sha- shaq if he had had I mean, kobe even said if shaq had more discipline he would have been the greatest ever you know just the things he could do if he was in the gym if he tried hard but that wasn't shaq so but I, I think what you need to remember here is that Jordan and LeBron played two different positions. All right, and and Jordan was probably is I, I still believe this to this day. Jordan's probably the best number two in the lineup. He's the best shooting guard I've ever seen. Like just the way he can play defense, he can get in the lane, he can he can shoot a jumper, his, his physicality, all those things. Right, his 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 personality is so overpowering. And LeBron, as much as it pains me to say it, because, you know, I do have I, – i I'm a Celtics fan, obviously. I grew up watching Paul Pierce. I love Paul Pierce. LeBron is probably the best small forward to ever step on the floor. And he's probably going to be the best small forward to ever step on the floor – depending on what Victor Webinyama position he ends up playing and what they label him as because, I mean, he could be a shooting guard at 7'2", which is outstanding. And maybe I have to relook this depending on how his career goes because the kid's 18. We don't know. But, I mean, as of right now, LeBron is doing something we haven't seen. He continues to do it, right? Like, it's weird to think about it, but he's the Tom Brady of basketball. This guy doesn't seem to be slowing down. He doesn't seem to be – you know, besides his injury stuff, which has been happening more of late, and he probably needs to have his minutes managed a bit more. But he's just a pure competitor. And as much as, as I said, I, I hate the decision to go to Miami. I'm getting over it. I'm it's putting I'm putting it in the past. He's joking about it. I'm joking about it. Obviously, he, he knows that it was not a good idea the way he did it. LeBron is probably going to go down as the greatest basketball player I mean, he's just the thing. If he just had one defensive player of the year, I think this wouldn't even be a conversation. But he just—well, he had
2: the—he had the one. It was—I think it was 2013, and they gave it to Marc Gasol, and Marc Gasol was like second team all defense that year, and LeBron was first team all defense, and I I think he's still—I think when Gasol was on uh, Gasol was on the Lakers that one year, he was like bitter about it. Still, he was like giving Gasol shit about how you know Gasol stole his defensive player of the year, so he easily could have had at least one. And back in those Miami days, he was he was guarding deep prime D Rose. He was guarding some of those legit dudes in the playoffs. Oh, yeah, like I mean, he could really he could really guard in his
1: prime. Yeah, you're talking about like I still remember all the, the the Paul Pierce and LeBron matchups and those guys just going back and forth and it was always Amazing. fun to watch. But I, I mean, this is just an incredible thing. And it I, I said it for for you know, the things that were happening in baseball and the things that happen in football. You have to enjoy the moment. Like, when LeBron breaks it, right, those tickets to those games, like, you have to be looking at the schedule right now. Buy tickets. If you can get a ticket, if you're in the area, try to guess when he's going to do it. Because if you can get the tickets now, instead of when he's, like, 30 points away or 20 points away or 5 points away, that's when those tickets are going to be like $3,000 and you're going to be sitting behind like some some pillar in the nosebleeds, unable to see the court. OK, that's how, that's what we're talking about You're Just to be in the building, it's going to be ridiculous. So If you can find the tickets, try to plan it out right now, man. Find the schedule, figure it out. Even if you think it's going to be next year, find the tickets, because I'm telling you to be in that building when it happens is going to be incredible. It is going to be an emotional moment and to be there would be fantastic. But 100%. I think we've I think we've talked about this enough as, as much as as much as we could talk about LeBron and everything he's done and how passing criminal Abdul-Jabbar is. There are some other things that we would like to talk about today. And it actually stays with the Lakers. Now, I don't know if you guys watched uh, the the Patrick uh, Beverly shove to DeAndre Ayton, right? But this is Patrick Beverly Beverly Singh. He defends his teammates. He is a vocal leader. He is all about, you know, hey, I'm going to talk it and I'm going to walk it. And if you watch that play, not only DeAndre Ayton stand over his teammate, but I believe it was uh, Devin Booker or, or someone else yep. had also done it. And so it was like, di- it was disrespect. And then it was additional disrespect. And honestly, Ayton wasn't even involved in that play. He had no business standing over a guy on the ground. And it probably should have been a technical. Because the guy he I mean, that is that is legitimate for the technicals we have seen in the NBA. I mean, if you yeah. go like if Taylor can go like this and get attacked, DeAndre Ayton should have been teed up. Well now Patrick Beverly is suspended three games for going to the the defense of his teammate, right? Which is unfortunate because the Lakers are dealing with injuries. They need all the people they can have on the court, be on the court. But do you think Patrick Beverly should have gotten a three game suspension? I think
2: the as far as the three games goes the only reason he got three games is because he's a repeat offender he got three games because we remember a couple years ago and in, in the i think it was 2021 western conference finals game six chris paul's going off he's talking that shit to patrick beverly patrick beverly gets mad goes behind him shoves him as hard as he possibly can i saw that one and i said okay that's at least a five game suspension that's like that one was that one i don't even know why he did that like that one was crazy oh, yeah. but this one He's going to – like you said, he's going to the defense of his teammate. Like, like uh Devin Booker, hard fouls, flagrant fouls. Austin Reeves hits him in the face.
1: With an elbow. DeAndre
2: Ayton – yeah, DeAndre Ayton's standing over him for no apparent reason. DeAndre Ayton, what the hell are you doing standing over him? It doesn't even make sense. Like, you did nothing. You're literally yeah. just standing there. And he's standing over there trying to act tough and – the, the part that gets Pat Devin in trouble is he shoves people from the back, right? Shoving yeah. people from the back. He's a tiny guy, calling. man. You know, you got to speak up on him. He's, he's, a, he's a tiny guy. So if he comes from the front, it's like, okay, he's probably <laughs> not even going to move DeAndre Ayton. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah. DeAndre Ayton's <laughs> going to hold him by the head. By the head. He's going to fall him. going to him. Yeah, for real. But – yeah, that's what gets him in trouble. It's coming from the back. Like if you would have shoved him from the front, I guarantee you, it's just a uh, he might get tossed from the game, but he's not getting suspended. He shoved him from the back just like he shoved Chris Paul. He's a repeat offender, but just the shove itself, I'm not suspending him at all. I might fine him a little bit, maybe you know ten thousand dollars, but just that shove. If he wasn't a repeat offender at all, considering the circumstances, I'm not. I'm not. You know, I'm not suspending him, but he's a repeat offender, and you know that's what got him
1: in trouble. And unfortunately that's, you're right. I mean, that's essentially what it is. I mean, but, but Nick, do you, do you agree with Matt and I, do you think this should have been a three game suspension?
0: Uh, No, I don't think it should have been a three game suspension at all. Um, I even saw Jaymon Green, over over on social media commenting that he didn't he didn't think it was deserved a three game suspension i mean let's be and, real draymond Draymond's and got, like, if,
1: if there's anybody to come to your defenses like whoa bro i know it's a three game suspension all right but that shouldn't be it i mean draymond let's be real. he got you know we all know what draymond gets suspended for you know he's knocking his teammates out in practice yeah. and stuff. that's what draymond gets suspended for so he is an expert on what should and should not get you suspended yeah. well he didn't even get suspended for that didn't
2: the, didn't they he didn't even get suspended for knocking out Jordan Poole, though. Oh, I mean, I thought did the team, they, like, oh, sat I it was in-house handled. It was, an it was like an NBA-level yeah. thing. It was a preseason.
0: It was a preseason yeah, I mean, suspension. The most yeah. important suspension. A preseason oh, yes. suspension. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, I just think that, at most, it should have been a one-game suspension. I think the refs messed up. There would have been no situation if they handed out a technical to either player. Uh, the play would have probably been stopped, broken up right there, but the refs were literally standing two, three feet away from Eaton as he's standing over uh, Reeves. And what, like, what do you want Patrick Beverly to do? Like, yeah. I think, I mean, like, there was nothing else for him to do. He had to do that, in my opinion. And uh, and then he gets the three-game suspension, which, in my opinion, is not fair, but. Yeah, I mean,
1: it's honestly, you think about it from the way the refs just kind of stood there and were, like, just watching this all unfold, right? Like, A, they met like Matt said, they miss the elbow to the face, they miss yeah. the, the DeAndre Aiden literally taunting him as he's literally cupping his face because he got elbow yeah. in the face. And then it's like a dad watching a kid with a fork and a light socket, you know? It's like, oh, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. Let's see what happens here. Go on. <laughs> well, Go on, yeah, well,
2: too, yeah, that's a good idea. Well, too, well, too, I know it's not. I know it's not his role on the team, but AD's just standing there watching DeAndre Ayton stand over Reeves. Like AD could have just given him like an elbow. Like, yo, dude, what are you doing? Get away from him. Like, he's hurt. Like, get away from him. But I know that's not AD's role on the team. That's more Pat Bev's role on the team. But AD could have easily just stopped and been like, yo, get away from him. What are you
1: doing? I mean, but but, I mean, you think about and you think about any other team, right? Like you think about how if that was and we'll just be put it out there, you know, if that was you know Robert Williams or or. Grant Williams on the ground or just even if it was even if it was Peyton Pritchard on the ground, Al Horford would have shoved DeAndre Aiden, mm-hmm. Jason Tatum would have pushed DeAndre Aiden, Jalen Brown would have been and Marcus Smart would have climbed DeAndre Marcus Aiden, Aiden sliding, like a tree yeah. and mm-hmm. beat him to the damn ground. Mm-hmm. A whole Marcus team Smart would have been out doing there it, doing that, right? Mm-hmm. AD just standing there, it kinda of reminds me, I forget who it was, it was a quarterback, right? He was a backup quarterback and he gets smoked, late hit, right? Just gets absolutely destroyed. It was the Cowboys. It was it was Andy Dalton playing backup for the Cowboys after Dak got hurt last year. I want to say it was. And he got just smoked, right? And he's, like, trying to pick himself up off the ground. He's just destroyed. And all his offensive linemen just turn their backs and walk away from him. Man. That's what this reminded me of. You know, no one came to help this guy up. No one, no one like Andy, like you said, AD's standing right there. And everyone's talking about hey, AD needs to take over this team. He's the leader of this so, team. Uh, he's the Leader of this team. He needs to step up in LeBron's absence. He needs to take over the reins from LeBron. He needs to be the guy and take the pressure off LeBron. And that was a moment there he could have done something to establish himself as a leader in that locker room in and in a presence. And it, the sad part is, is that that's what this team's been missing. And that's why they brought Pat Bevin. They brought so, Pat Bevin to
0: be that guy. On and he's being that guy on on Anthony Davis's defense. Uh, if I was on the if I was a Lakers fan or a Lakers front office, I don't want him being involved in any uh, extracurricular activity, activity. after <laughs> after the whistle he because yeah. he's, such, yeah. he's so fragile. you don't know what will happen if he gets pushed or if he pushes someone and all of a sudden he twists his ankle. Uh, yeah. I, I want him strictly playing basketball. and if if someone hits Anthony Davis on the ground, then yeah, he should do something, and the team should. Uh, back him up but I don't want Anthony Davis to be the first one to be backing up anybody on the Lakers uh, just because I think he'll he he has that potential to get hurt I mean 100
2: percent yeah. and two and two it's an 80s
0: defense he's been balling He what mm-hmm. he had 35 20 and
2: five steals and five blocks like okay maybe you don't have to shove him if you're going to put up those type of numbers
1: like those yeah. like he's been doing do, do, crazy do the talking on the court or do the talking on the court yeah. posterizes ass, mm-hmm. you know in the next possession do it I mean something like that yep. but it's still you know like you said. He's just standing there. He's not trying to help the dude up. He's not doing anything. It just, it feels like he was very disjointed in that situation. And I would have just liked to have seen anything, Something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> some some sort of like, and he was looking down at him, you know, he was like looking down at him. And the fact that he's seven foot tall makes it seem like he doesn't, he's very disjointed from the situation, but I mean, he's probably asked him if he's okay. But either way, I, I we're all on a grants, Pat Bev should not have been suspended for doing the referee's job. Handing out a punishment that obviously needed to be handed out because DeAndre Aiden, like like Matt said, you had no business being over that guy. You know that he, even if you think he's faking, it, right? There is if there's a ninety nine percent chance he's faking it. There's a one percent chance he's still hurt, and if that one percent chance is there, you have to respect it. Okay, we we see it in football all the time. We see it in, in other sports. People like other teams care about other players. All right. And that, that's, that's what I'd like to see in this situation, whether you think he's hurt or not, you know, at least have the damn decency yeah, to give the guy some room and not hack like a douchebag. <laughs> and, and I, I don't know, but let's keep this moving. So the Celtics obviously had a winning streak. It got snapped against the bulls figure go figure the Celtics can't seem to win or can beat anybody. It seems like, unless it's Cleveland, in, unless it's Cleveland or Chicago, because those are the two teams that have beat them in their four losses this year. It has been Chicago twice and Cleveland twice. Everybody else can't seem to beat the Celtics. And Luka and the Mavericks, and Luka being the front runner as MVP right now by all metrics and everything like that, go in, they face Boston after Boston coming off this defeat to the Bulls. And the Celtics absolutely dominate the Mavericks, all right? Luca gets swatted once by Tatum in the fourth they just overly do it Tatum or Luca comes out the end of the game and he they do ask me you know hey you know what happened how did you see it out there he's like honestly Tatum and, and and Brown are the best duo in the NBA and Jason Tatum is an MVP he's the MVP and the Celtics are probably the best team in the in the league I mean that's Luka Doncic after his team gets handled by the Celtics comes out and says, "Hey, that's the MVP. That's the best duo in the league playing for the best team in the league. They're going to dominate. Like you can't stop these guys." So my question is, is Tatum and Brown the best duo in the league right now? And are the Celtics the best team in the league? Have we seen that? Do we do we do we see that as truth right now?
2: I think yeah. I think Tatum, yeah, I think Tatum and Brown are the best duo in the league. You kind of look back on the on, on NBA history a little bit, some of the most dominant duos are those are those big wings who can guard, create their own shot, and create shots for others. And those are the that's what Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown do. You know, you look back, even we were talking about Michael Jordan earlier. Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen were the same way. Two big wings who can who can create their own shot and create shots for others who can play great defense. Same thing with LeBron and D-Wade. Two big wings, create shots, create shots for others, um, play great defense, right? So they're in that same mold. Now, do I think the Celtics are the best team in the NBA? Considering health for every single team, I'm still going to take Milwaukee. If they have Chris Middleton, if they have Drew Holiday healthy, and with that monster of a man, Giannis, we saw it last year without Chris Middleton, you know, it took them it took Celtics seven games to get through them, you know, so I think Chris Middleton comes back. I think that makes Milwaukee the favorite. But I mean, that's a six, seven game series, no matter which way you slice it. You know, that's not a series that's going to be decided real quick. If the teams are healthy, you know, that's going to be a knockdown drag out series, whichever way it goes. Yeah. So um, I would say Tatum and Brown best duel in the league right now. But uh, I still think Milwaukee, if they're healthy, I think they're the best team in the league.
1: All right, all right, Nick. What do you think? Man, you think you think you agree with Matt? You think Milwaukee's best team if they're healthy, or you uh, think the Celtics got it?
0: No, so I, I mean, I, I I think that the the Bucks, if healthy, they're top three, uh, maybe top two, but I I think right now, just with the chemistry, the depth, and with the jumps that Tatum and Brown have made, that the Celtics are are are, are the best team in the in the NBA, and uh, and then. I could I could potentially put the Suns at number two. That's this is where I flip flop Suns at two or Bucks at two. Uh, I just think that the chemistry uh, with these with those three teams that they have those are the top three. And um, the only thing that could make me think otherwise is if Giannis like averages like forty points w- with Middleton, then I would say you know like then the Bucks are the best team. But uh, with what we're seeing right now on the defensive end and offensive end, I think the Celtics are like the best offensive. Uh, yeah, they're number team one in offensive history.
1: They're off They're number one in offen- offensive efficiency through the first like uh I forget how many games it's like 18 mm-hmm. games. Yeah. So I mean the honestly, I, I I agree with Matt. I like I like Milwaukee. I think Milwaukee has just uh, Chris Middleton was a was a missing p- puzzle piece last year. And I think if they have Chris Middleton, I think the Bucks do beat the Celtics. I think it, I think it happens. But the problem was is that it was all on Giannis and he still dominated. You know, I mean? John Giannis in that series is the reason it went seven. And yeah. I know that, you know, Robert Williams was, was having some injury concerns there and stuff like that. And that's one of the things that, like you said, injury and health, Matt, the Celtics don't have Robert Williams right now. And they just routed off like what a nine game winning, a nine game win streak or something like that. And, you know, they lost the game to Chicago, obviously seems to be their kryptonite. Hopefully they'll meet the bulls or, or, or the Cavaliers in the playoffs. Cause <laughs> it's not looking good right now, but I mean, There have been multiple people who have come out and said, you know, I don't know if there's a team that has the depth that the Celtics do. And they also, and they doubled down and said, I don't know if there's a team that can beat them in seven games. Because to think about it, you have to go up against these guys who are the number one in offensive efficiency rating. They're a top five defense. They have a returning defensive player of the year, who's number two in, in the defensive player of the year rankings right now. And he's only behind Giannis. And you know you think about how jason tatum and jalen brown's game is developed as you know they're, they're two-way players they're they're defensive monsters their offensive efficiency is insane they're raining threes the bench is scoring and you have malcolm brogdon coming off the bench peyton pritchard is knocking down threes with just crazy and luke cornett is doing amazing things and and uh I, god i can't remember Derek what his name yeah Killing Derek it. white's there and they're just they're, they're just dominating it all yeah. and it's all this with Al Horford missing a couple games, Malcolm Brogdon missing a couple games, Marcus Smart missing a couple games, and Robert yeah. Williams not playing right now. And it's like, you know, you think about how they're doing these things, they're just plugging people in, and it, it's it's absolutely incredible. You know, we think about the Eme Adoka stuff and and Missoula having to come in and take over the role as the head coach of this team and keeping the dynamic the same, and, you know, thank God he was in the, in the system to do that. But I just don't know if they continue to play like this, right. Like honestly, it's a long season. A lot of things can happen, you know, teams, you know, it's like the ebb and flow of a season is, is tough. We see it in all sports, but I mean, if they continue to dominate in this fashion, I don't know if there's a team out there that can beat them in seven. Like it is going, like there's some teams I think can take them to seven and I definitely think Milwaukee's one of them, but this is not the team we saw in the finals last year. This team, as a whole, has, has like, advanced themselves. They've grown significantly. And it's incredible. But, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see. And you brought up the Suns, and so I want to to shift gears to the West real quick. And we're going to talk about the West. Right now, the West is separated from the 1 seed to the 10 seed by two games. Two games separate the 2 or from the 10 to the 1. That is incredible. All right? Like just just for reference, like 6 games separate 10 to 1 in the East, all right? So the what I'm is the West that good? Are there that many good teams right now in the West? Cuz you think about it. Golden State's not one of those teams. But they're still within 5 games of first in that, in that conference, and and we were talking last week about how bad Golden State has looked, and how bad and disjointed their offense and defenses looked, and they're still as close as the tenth team in the East is to, to the one seed, and they're not in the, they're not like even in the play in right now. So the West itself is really bottlenecked, and it's like I said, is it that good, or is it just really mediocre? Yeah, I'm looking,
2: I'm looking at the standings right now and Golden State's three games back, the first, and they're in 11th place. So yeah. it's extremely bottled up right now. And I think you use the right word in saying it's good because there's like 10 teams that are good, right? They're yeah. good, solid basketball teams, but there's no team that's great, right? The East has two great teams, at least. They've got Milwaukee and, or Boston and Milwaukee, whatever you want to put them in, right? You got two great teams, right? The West has a bunch of teams where it's like, yeah, these guys are good, but like, are they finals contenders? Like, do you really believe in Portland? Like, I don't really believe in Portland. Like, Utah is a great story. Do I am I sitting here saying, is Utah gonna make the finals? Like, I don't think so. Sacramento
1: know. is the five seed right now in the West.
2: Sacramento. Again, they've built they've built a nice team out there in Sacramento with Fox and Sabonis and Keegan Murray, the rookie, and Kevin Herter's playing really well, but do I see Sacramento going to the finals? Not really. Do I see uh, New Orleans going to the finals. I think they're maybe a year or two away. You know, it's it's a lot of teams like that. Clippers. They've got so much injuries. We don't know if Kawhi is going to be there or not. So the West yeah. is good, but it's not great. There's so many teams who could be something, but they're just not there for whatever reason. So I don't see. There's clear. There's not a clear favorite out West, in my opinion. There's. I mean. We've seen what Phoenix does in the playoffs, especially last year. Luca dominated them in, in in that series, so I don't have complete faith in Phoenix. I like Denver if Jamal Murray can get back to himself, but Jamal Murray doesn't look like himself yet. So it's so up in the air. This is this this Western Conference is one of the biggest coin flips I've seen since I've been watching basketball so far.
1: Yeah, and that's that's the craziest thing about it. And you you talk, we talked about some of the teams here, and you brought up the Clippers. I mean, I just uh, before we came on, I was checking some of the injury reports. It looks like Kawhi and Paul George there's no time t- table yeah. for their return right now and then you're talking about the Clippers have been have been waiting for these two to get on the floor together be healthy never are, and just a step and they never are and that seems that and honestly that seems to be the the biggest thing for a lot of these teams is that you you talk about how you know like New Orleans you're talking about them down there and they have um uh oh god Zion right and they're waiting for zion to get healthy and get back on the court and he just he's always he's always on the cusp and he, he never gets there and they're just waiting and everybody's waiting for all these teams to come there and while they're waiting they're staying afloat in a in a in a conference like you said that's lacking a, a true power and it almost feels like and, and you know we felt that way last year like golden state was golden state but outside of that like they they just had a really good team chemistry and that was realistically the difference between them and the celtics is that you know they had been there before they knew how to handle themselves they were professionals The celtics first finals appearance w- with these guys they're young their leaders have never been there before they didn't know what to expect expect i mean even marcus smart has never been to you know it, it, there was a lot of unknowns the old the, the veteran leadership on that team had never been to a final horford, yeah. and, and al horford you know so it was it was completely unknown i think the pressure got to him and ultimately allowed good old state to win and if you think about it now, now they've been there, they got the experience, and you see how that's playing out in games right now for the Celtics and how it's playing out you know, for the Bucks after they got over the hump and got there. And that's just what's different between what you're seeing right now in the West and what you're seeing in, in the East is that these teams are just, they have the core, they have that stuff, they have these guys that are that are going to be there. And as much as we want to believe that, like, Luca is the guy, he really doesn't have anything around him, right? You talked about Portland. It's been the Damian Lillard show and them just trying to find anybody to help him. And, you know, God bless Damian Lillard for staying there. All right. As much as I want him to win a championship and he needs to leave to do so, he did it the right way. All right. He stayed. He stayed loyal to Portland and I hope he just retires there. And and if he never makes the Hall of Fame because he never got a ring or anything like that, his jersey will be in the rafters in Portland forever. And that's amazing but I, yeah like you said man i don't i don't see anything in the in the west that's really going to be doing anybody like there, there there's going to be a team that comes out of the west and all they're going to do is lose to the team that comes out of the east that's how i feel right now because there's nobody in that in those standings and it's and i honestly i don't see it even going for, I, it's going to go four games they're going to get swept whatever team comes out of the west right now market in they're getting swept because if the celtics or the bucks if they stay healthy Either of those, one of those two, they're meeting in the East Con, Eastern Conference Finals. That's my Eastern Conference Finals matchup right now. Yep, Either one of those teams are going there and they're going to just absolutely just... Uh, Matt, you used a term the other day. I can't remember what it was. Uh, Wally stomped. Was that the term? Matt, you there? Did we lose him?
0: What? Yeah, yeah I'm here now.
1: You use you said you said a uh, you 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 said a term the other day. It was like Wally stomped or something like that. Molly whopped Molly whopped The West, yeah. whatever team comes out of uh, whatever team comes out of the West is getting Molly whopped by whatever whoever comes out of the East. That, no joke. But yeah. like, I mean, you've heard my take mm-hmm. on it. You've heard Matt's take on it. What's your take on the West? No
0: doubt. Right uh, so it's very. I, I think Nat or Matt hit it great. Um, I think that there's just many good teams. And we're at the end of the dynasty in the, uh, of the Warriors, so we're not seeing any, like, true dominant team in the West right now. And there's, like, a multitude of young, dynamic stars that are ready to take over the reins. Uh, we just don't know which team it, it's going to be, whether it be the New Orleans Pe- Pelicans with Zion, Luka with the Mavs, Booker with the Suns, Jokic with with the Nuggets, and... Um, or 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 John morant with the grizzlies uh i think that the grizzlies are are a great team and uh they can be a top two top three seed in the west as long as they're healthy they've just been hit with that injury bug and desmond bain's been out jaron jackson's been out um but i do think that they're one of the teams that if healthy they can compete uh with with some of the with, with some of the eastern conference teams
1: I mean, like I said, I don't. I'm not saying that these teams are going to get blown out, but I, I definitely don't see them winning a game. I just don't. They don't match up well. I don't think that John Morant and the Grizzlies match up well with either the Bucks or the Celtics. I don't think that the Denver matches up well as you're wearing a Denver jersey right now with the uh, the Bucks or the Celtics. I don't yeah. think the Suns match up well with the Bucks or the Celtics. I mean, we've already seen, like you said, Matt called that. We've seen what Phoenix does in the playoffs. They're really good in a in a NBA schedule. Mm-hmm. when they get some time to play some mediocre teams and some bad teams you know and and things like that but when you're facing top level talent every single game they 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 fold and i think that you're that's what's going to happen when they meet the bucks when they meet the celtics
0: when they and yeah. that's kind of the suns kind of remind me of the illa, the old san diego chargers uh with <laughs> philip rivers they were always great in the regular season but they just came up and faced someone who was just a little bit better and yeah, they uh, ran to the peyton mannings or, yeah. the tom brady's and it's yeah. never been Burgers.
1: it yeah. just seemed like no matter yeah. what it was man and and that's how that's how this is looking and it's it's unfortunate but it's the truth and but the only but it's going to make for some good basketball because it is so tight right now and teams are playing so out of their minds like you said the utah jazz danny Ainge. Man, Danny Ainge is going to win freaking uh, front office of the year or whatever that whatever that award is for the front office. In all honesty, Danny Ainge pulls things out of his ass. I mean, the 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 Paul Pierce KG Jason Terry trade to Brooklyn is still paying off for the Celtics. All right, the 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 Rudy Gobert and uh, Donovan Mitchell trade. Please they they literally took him to the cleaners danny Ainge is is a golden god and the only reason he left boston because he was like there's no gming left for me to do here i got my guys i'm just sitting on my hands like i could ride this sure that's not what he's about he's like i want to go somewhere else and i want to do the same thing and now he's got the utah jazz playing like the celtics were after they got rid of all those guys You know, Jason Terry at the at the one doing crazy things, you know, Jay Crowder is popping off. That's what he did in the Utah. That's what he's doing in Utah. It's the same thing. It's these same type of players doing these same types of things. And Danny Ainge, Celtics legend on the court in the front office, Celtics legend. And I will tip my hat to that man because whatever he seems to do, it works everywhere he goes. And that's, I don't know how else does it, but that is, that's all we got for you today here on the Brick House. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for supporting this channel. We're happy to keep bringing you NBA content. We're happy to keep bridging out, catching a new audience here. If you want to rep the merch, get, or get some merch of the brand, rep the squad here, Matt, Nick, and myself. Uh, Ernesto couldn't make it tonight. He's dealing with a stomach bug. But you can go down to that society6.com the house call podcast link down there all of our merch is there you can get our t-shirts hoodies all these things are there they're customizable we got colors we got different ways you can do with the logos you can have a small logo on the front big logo on the back just big logo on the back just small logo in front whichever it is you choose it you can kind of customize it yourself to get the look that you want to have there we got all kinds of stuff go there get some merch subscribe there follow do all the things all right we also have a new website that'll be down in the description of this video it has all of our segment descriptions there you can meet the crews of all the segments get to know us a little bit better see the segments we got to offer all the links to our social medias and our youtubes are there as well we got our link to instagram spotify twitter TikTok, and youtube all on the website you can go there meet the crew subscribe follow us Share the videos, get this content out there, let people see it. Don't forget to like the videos, do all those things, all right? We need to grow this community, get more involvement here. Comment on the videos. We love feedback from our fans. We will answer your comments on the next video. If you have some questions, if you have some feedback for us, if you don't like our tanks, you can talk trash to us down there and we will address it in the next video too. We may talk trash back to you and call you out by your, by your handle, but we will do it, I promise you. The other thing you see scrolling down below there, that is the Liquid IV code. Honestly, I know that both Nick and Matt are Water Malone guys. I, myself, am a guava guy. I love the guava flavor. I don't think it's too overpowering. I like it a lot but it's just one packet of liquid IV, 60 ounces of water. I like to have it on ice. Give it a good stir. gives you all the hydration you need. You can use that code, scroll and blow, the underscore house, underscore call, underscore podcast. That'll get you 20% off and free shipping off your first order of liquid IV. The link to the store and the code are both on our website that I mentioned before. It'll be down, that'll be down in the uh, description below. I'm sure Rob's gonna post it somewhere in here. Rob's our editor, he does great work. Go get yourself some liquid IV, stay hydrated and come back next week. To the Brick House, where we'll be bringing you more NBA content. Till then, I'm Joe. That's Nick. That's Matt. And this is the Brick House. Well, did he let the defense down? And he was just like, no. An offense, though. I mean, when you guys are only able to score three points, the defense only lets up three points. I mean, do you do you feel like you let the defense down at all? No. no.